Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Uh, you know what? A little, uh, you know, the scripture verse, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I just it came to my mind today that we just stop for a moment in this busy, crazy time and just experience like the weather, the leaves changing and and just uh, hopefully take a deep breath full of blessing to uh, help equip us, right, to continue to get through fourth quarter as crazy as it is. So we have a lot to go through today. So I'm going to go ahead and, and move through the slides. But I have to, I have to, you guys know this, right? I always kind of do a monthly theme. And, and I don't know if, if uh, you can remember back to your days of trick-or-treating when you were a kid. Uh, and then, of course, as it has evolved over the years with uh, now your kids or your grandkids, right, trick-or-treating. So <clears throat> um, now some of you might be Scrooges like me. I just shut the lights off, right, because I'm kind of out in a rural area and I don't get too much traffic. So um, I don't really give out candy anymore. But anyway, what an interesting um, ritual that we do, right, on October 31st or the 30th, whatever it is in your neighborhood. So so spooky October. I hope you guys have, have a fun Halloween night with your kids or grandkids or whatever you choose to do. So our uh, agenda today is, is as, as we usually do, going over our announcements and group updates, Medicare updates, individual updates. Uh, we'll go through some of the unemployment data. And then there has been some additional federal stuff coming down. So we'll talk about that and then we'll take your questions and comments. So I invite you, please, to uh, to use that, to use the question box there to comment or question on anything throughout the presentation. So first big announcement, and uh, thank you. I get support from my team that gives me some things that they see in the news. But, you know, for those of you that have friends in, in Florida um, or maybe you even sell policies in Florida, uh, I thought it was just good to know that uh, Florida Governor DeSantis issued that emergency order. And so no policies can be canceled um, anyway, so so they're they're there to protect the the members, and I got to tell you, I had uh, had one of our partners. Uh, it's, it's an agent that mostly does investments, and 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 called me and said, Hey, Lynn, I need somebody down in Florida to help a client of mine. And I said, All right. So if you guys haven't used the Health Underwriters Find an Agent website, it's it's awesome because you know you're going to get good people that are members of our industry. So anyway, I did that and I looked somebody up and it was in Fort Myers and I called this lady and she didn't call me back right away. And then she texted me and said, sorry, I missed your call. Um, we're cleaning up. Right. And oh, it's, like, it's like, you know, it's another world going on down there because we're fine up here. We're having a great fall, great fall weather. And and yeah, they got nailed. So anyway, just know that that's happening and we'll keep uh, people in Florida in our prayers, of course. And if you have family or friends there or you vacation there. I think some of you do, Amber. I don't know if you're on the call, but I'm thinking of you. Um, yeah, I hope your place is Dean. I think in Candy, you go down to Florida on a regular basis. So good luck. Uh, I hope that they get back up and running soon. So, um, oh, you know what? The other comment there, right at the end, Aetna won't term any policies in the next two months either. So that was an interesting carrier update in addition to what the governor said. So I just wanted to make sure you saw that. That's a, a hot link to the emergency order if you need to see it. Um, so training, here we are. This is kind of showing what we have done to make sure you know that if you missed one of those, um, get back out on our website and take a listen to that, you know, 24-7. It's available. So, um, And then here's what's coming up, right? So um, we just, um, on, on this coming Monday, we will have the Oscar under 65 health updates and uh, excited to visit with those guys. And then, of course, MetLife coming up, United Healthcare group updates. 
Aetna group updates and Delta Dental updates on both individual and group. So those are um, some of those coming up. Just denote the time there. Mostly it's at 11, but that one for MetLife on Monday is uh, coming on at 1 o'clock. So, uh, again, keeping all those recorded for you if you can't get to them live. And then, hey, here's our Grow Your Business through September. So congratulations. I'm seeing new names on here, which is kind of fun. Uh, but congrats to Dean is top in the list. Peggy is right behind him and Brian. So it, it's fun to see how you guys are doing with growing your book of business uh, from January 1 through at least through the end of September. Good job. And uh, we look forward to continuing to show you guys that as it as it uh, goes on to the end of the year. And, the, and we will go through January 1. So uh, everything you're doing now through January 1 is definitely counting for our celebration. Uh, that we'll have after the first of the year. So congrats. Uh, okay. Um, and then I want to make sure this probably doesn't impact you guys on the call, but it can impact you if you know of a smaller agency that really doesn't do a lot of Walmart business. You might want to say, hey, let me be your resource, right? Because an agency has to maintain 10 policies on the books for Wellmark to maintain their Wellmark contract. Now, they say it's not each individual agent. Now, look, if you're the only agent in your agency, then it's just you. But if there are multiple agents inside your agency, all together, you have to have at least 10 well-marked policies on the book. So some of you that might be on the call, you might do a lot of other carriers, and that's okay. But just know that if you don't keep at least 10 policies on the books with Wellmark, they'll take a snapshot of your book of business on January 1. They do this every year. Um, they will combine, if you do sell in Iowa and South Dakota for Wellmark, they will combine that for you. Um, but generally speaking, right, it's only counting the individual and group policies. So a group of 10 would count as 10 policies. 10 med subs, 10 med advantage, 10 ACA policies would count, or a mixture thereof. So just please know that some of you really struggle because you have, like I said, other carriers that you focus on. Um, but if you want to maintain your Wellmark contract, you've got to make sure you have at least 10 policies effective January 1. Okay. Um, thanks, Nicole, for that. I think that came from Nicole and Callie. So, all right. Um, let's see. I, oh, I just want to comment. If you're a new agency, so there's a lot of notes here. If you're a brand new, con newly contracted agency or a newer agent with us, they do allow you 24 months to build your business, right? So um, anyway, and if, if you don't meet it, like they're going to take a peek on January 1, and if it doesn't look like it, then they're going to send that termination letter to all the agents, and you'll be termed effective April 1st. Now, and those, those clients, by the way, they go to Wellmark Direct. And so what we encourage you guys to do, if you know of anybody that's in that space, um, you want to partner with them to do a change of agent assignment, a COAA, and then you can take those over and, and then do a partner split with these agents, right? So anyway, just know that, that they're kind of, they're staying consistent on this, Wellmark is. They don't want everybody selling their product if you can't have at least 10 policies on the books. Okay. And then, yeah, the last comment there, if you if you are terminated, and I mean they're, they're termed, Wellmark terms you out, um, you cannot reappoint for two full years. And that's happened to some of our folks. So, okay. Um, okay, going into employer group updates. So um, here's our updates today, of course, is Friday, October 14th. So tomorrow's Saturday the 15th. And so any November 1 effective dates need to be in by today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, that's new business um, for Wellmark. Renewals are allowed up through Thursday, October 20th. So you've got till next Thursday. 
Um, on UHC, it is today for new or renewed business. Um, this is their ACA product. It is um, today. And then uh, Health Partners, Unity Point Health, um, their new and renewals are uh, pushed out until Thursday, October 20th. So again, just a reminder for you guys to make sure you're getting all your ducks in a row for your clients and get everything submitted to us so we can get it in. Uh, and then Delta Dental is always quite delayed. So um, you're you're done selling October 1, <laughs> uh, effective date for Delta Dental, because it's a little bit later in the month here, but they give you till November 10th. That is a Thursday, November 10th, for a November 1st effective date. So uh, cool things coming with Delta Dental as well. I mean, they're they're doing a great job, and we've got some neat things. So please join us in that webinar. They'll be talking to us about some neat things they're doing for 2023. Okay, this is another reminder. This was in last month's um, webinar, but uh, just a reminder again, like literally by tomorrow, the disclosure mailing to Medicare-eligible employees is to be out to them by tomorrow. You know, this is all part of our compliance um, that we can help you with. You know, maybe make sure that, you know, in terms of what we're doing to help um, our agents with compliance, whether it's around ERISA um, documents, POP plans, but even all of these disclosure forms. I know Cassandra's been working hard with many of you to help you get squared away on your compliance for your employer groups. So this is just another one of those. And it's really important because if those clients don't get that letter to know whether their prescription drug coverage creditable or not, that's a problem because they could end up then when they go to get their Part D later, um, they could end up paying a penalty and that is not good. So um, remember too, the group disclosure form must be submitted to CMS on an annual basis and it has to be within 60 days from the beginning of their plan year start date. So um, keep that in mind, that's a separate thing. So this one thing we're talking about by October 15th is that disclosure about whether they're um, current coverage is um, for prescriptions is creditable or not. Okay. Um, hey, a couple other things. The employer group um, uh, little guides here for um, small and mid-sized groups are available. I just put a copy there of the Iowa and South Dakota. Um, I did attach the Iowa documents. I did not the South Dakota because I was I needed room for some more handouts. So <laughs> we've got those if you need them. Um, for, certainly go to the handout section right now and download the Iowa one if you haven't downloaded it yet. But they're out on the marketing toolkit as well or just holler at us and we can get it sent over to you. And it should be out on our web portal. Um, if it's not there yet, it will be soon because uh, we just got these updated documents from Marty. So they, these are not drafts anymore and hopefully they corrected all the errors from training. All right. Uh, Next, this is interesting for, um, this is, I should have put Wellmark on there. I apologize. This is Wellmark 2023 Doctor on Demand. This is their virtual telehealth. They are moving to a zero copay, you guys. So this is like, we, we learned this in training, but I want to reiterate it again. It's happening for individual ACA as well as small group ACA. Um, you will notice that it happens in 2023. So, um, Meaning, if a group renews 11 one 12 one, um, of 2022, they will not have the zero copay until next year. So it's any group renewing in 2023. Uh, I want to comment, too, that the high deductible health plan, it has been set at $59 copay. Um, and so, and you'll notice, too, that they have behavioral health services. There's a range there. That Think of that like counseling, but then they have behavioral health coaching 
which is, I'm going to call it a level down from actual like therapy, right? From a, a psychiatrist or um, a social worker type person. So these behavioral health coaching is zero. Think of that maybe more like tobacco cessation. Maybe think of that like somebody helping you get more active or watching your, your diet, that kind of thing. So think of it like that. That's zero. So that's true for individual and for small group. So this is kind of a big deal. And especially when you get into the individual ACA plans, because as you know, it's just an HMO market. But if somebody's traveling um, out of state and, you know, if they need to get an antibiotic or whatever, and, and it's not an emergency, they can use their virtual health and it's free this year. So in 2023, rather. So that's kind of a big deal. Okay. You'll notice that grandmothered and grandfathered are the same cost as an in-person visit. So that's not impacting grandmothered or grandfathered individual or small group um, or midsize. Okay. So just individual ACA and small group ACA, zero copay in 2023. All right. So an update here. United Healthcare is doing a, a bonus here in Iowa for level funded plans. So it's for 12-1 or 1-1 effective dates. They're offering an additional $100 per enrolled subscriber um, for each of those that are enrolling. And now notice this guys, it's only new to UHC, new business to UHC. So it's taking them from another carrier and bringing them over to UHC. Um, notice too, it does not apply um, when you're taking an ACA, like a fully insured United Healthcare group to level funded either. It's got to be new to UHC. So um, if you have any questions on that, of course, you know, visit with us or um, Mandy Comer is our gal that we talk to and work, work through that with. So, okay. Um, also wanted to mention, this is a, uh, thanks Nakia for this. You know, we've had Healthiest You for years. This was, um, Shout out to Larry Everett, who got us involved with Healthiest You. And it used to be that was the virtual visit uh, component of a United Healthcare level funded plan. And that's where they were, right? And then uh, we learned about them. And then they went standalone, meaning you can just buy Healthiest You. So you're not beholden to any other virtual care by any other carrier. This is this is a standalone product. And, and what Brenda and I like about this product, and we have this for our team uh, at KHI, because it doesn't matter who's on the health, the medical, right? It, and it covers everybody in the family. And this is such a robust package, you guys. So I just want to make sure you see this. We've got a flyer. I did not have room to attach it, but reach out to your benefit consultant, your, your Nakia, Tricia Allison, um, Sarah and Jessica can probably help too on the group side there. But but it, it offers really great services. Check out General Medical. These are all virtual services. My Strength Complete, I'm not even familiar with what that is yet, but dermatology visits, nutrition, neck and back care, expert medical services. They'll do second opinions. They're doing some creative things here, um, kind of crazy. Um, and, and you'll notice here that it is also um, $16 per employee per month. And as I said, that covers everyone in the family, whether they're on the medical plan or not. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure that you knew about that. I think a lot of people don't deal with it because they just think, well, I'll just get the virtual care through the provider and whatever they're offering. But remember those providers, A, some of them do charge a copay um, and B, it's not for everybody if you're not on the medical. You, you Generally, then you can't get that. So it, it is a great benefit. And Brenda and I have really appreciated it with, with and for all of our staff. 
And they also have, and they didn't even put it in here that I see, but, uh, oh, 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 this is why, because all of these they've attached are no um, limitations, no visit limitations. But if you can look at that flyer, I'm just kind of squinting in, expert, or excuse me, mental health. They also, oh, that's my strength complete. Thank you. They got a new name for that instead of mental health. They're not calling it that anymore, right? But they're, but my strength complete, that does give people, I guess it is unlimited visits then to having mental health visits, you guys. And that's so key. Uh, I, yeah, I can't stress enough. So I think this is a pretty great deal. And, and maybe the employer will pay some of it. And, and then the uh, uh, they can do payroll deduct the balance for the employer employees. So anyway, take a look at it. If you haven't considered Healthiest You, we, we think it's really a great deal. All right. And also Trustmark has got a bonus that they've kicked off here. Um, and it's for any of this business, um, five to 50, 51 to 99 or 100 plus. So um, so dealing dealing with Tricia, Nakia and Allison, you know, to request a, if you're looking at a level funded case, you know, we've had really great success with Trustmark. Their service is great and um, they've got a really great product. So anyway, just just wanted to make sure you guys were aware of that. These bonuses are yours. This is what why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> these are for you. So if you want to make some extra change, it might make sense to at least quote some of these carriers out. All right, let's jump into the Medicare market because we've got a little bit going on here and also in the individual market. So um, want to make sure that you guys saw this. We did push this out in an email blast, which, by the way, our email blasts are back out on KHI Agent Portal. Just uh, scroll down to Agent Resources and you'll see email blasts. If you're like, oh, oh Lynn said they sent it out, but I didn't see it. Um, just go ahead and um, take a look. And, and then Brenda found this really cool handout so i did i did attach that i believe see if it's if it's out there but it's a really nice one page flyer that's something you can just have in your office and hand those out to your folks that are coming in and and then you've communicated to them not only what the premium's going to be the part b deductible but also uh the irma the income related monthly adjustment amount so if they do make more money then it's 97,000 as an individual or 194 filing jointly, um, they get to pay more, right, for their Part B. So, and Part D is in drug, right? So that handout has that information on it. It's very cool. So check it out on the handout section. Um, okay, so this was just announced, I believe yesterday this came out, Social Security benefit increase in 2023, 8.7% increase in Social Security benefits. This cost of living adjustment um, notice is being mailed out um, to beneficiaries in December. So they'll be getting formal uh, information on that. That's generally how Social Security also says you get to pay more for your Part B premium, right, if they've <laughs> determined that. So kind of be watching, you know, having your clients kind of watch for that from Social Security. You know, but the last two comments here, it's kind of like, yeah, but will this really be 8.7%? Of course, the maximum amount of earnings subject to Social Security payroll tax is going up. So they're giving them a raise, but they're also raising the amount that they can tax them on. So it's the maximum amount of earnings subject to Social Security payroll tax. So so it, it's interesting. Um, the other thing is the retirement earnings test exempt amount will also change. So some people are earning additional money. Uh, besides their Social Security, and then, of course, there's a test on that, meaning how much is that, and then you may pay additional taxes. So the net net of it, I don't know, it, they're getting a nice talking point here because 8.7% sounds phenomenal, um, but we are in an inflationary time, and so that's what they base it off of. 
So anyway, make sure you are aware of that. Um, and then I talked to you about this last month, but I want to remind you again, specifically in the Medicare market, the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act starting in 2023, it's the insulin thing. And, you know, we brought this to the carriers and said, hello, are you going to do this? Like, you have to do this. They're like, oh, we don't know yet. Um, some of them already had it because it was uh, voluntary last year, but it is now mandatory this year. And it's not just some insulin. It's, it's all insulins, I guess, right, that's on that plan's formulary. So you can't have one insulin that's not $35 and another one that is on your formulary. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Um, and notice there's no deductible that will apply. So even if they're on a standalone prescription drug plan um, that would normally charge them a deductible, cannot charge them a deductible. And that's true, obviously, for the MedAdvantage plans as well, although a lot of those don't have deductibles. But um, And then in addition, this was a big deal, and we've been talking about this I know a lot this fall that no out-of-pocket costs for vaccines starting in 2023, and that includes the shingles vaccine. So I wanted to highlight that for you guys because several of your clients will ask about that or they've complained about it in the past. So anyway, zero copay for vaccines in 2023. Okay, more information available at, and it was probably CMS, so um, there you go. Okay, don't, uh, of course, annual certifications are going on, right? And there's our link there that helps you get to all the carrier partners that you want to get contracted with. Um, I'd really encourage everybody, right, since you can start to enroll people on the 17th, uh, Monday. Well, you can start to enroll them tomorrow, actually, but I don't know how many of you are actually going to be taking client meetings tomorrow, but knock yourselves out, right? <laughs> there's only so much time in the day and in our open enrollment period or annual election period. Uh, so check that out. Uh, in addition, we talked a lot about call recording in both in both last month's webinar and then our separate webinar on it. If you missed it, it's out on our website, KHI Agent Portal. But the reason I mention this is uh, because we did get an update that in this new Medicare Center place where you can record calls and things like that, we were like, okay, well, is that the same as what we've been using? And are we seeing all of our clients move over so I don't have to re-enter all their stuff? Um, you can certainly upload them. And so we've seen some good changes and updates to um, to using the Medicare Center. And for a while, we weren't seeing the non-licensed plans, but they are saying that as of tomorrow, the non-licensed plans will be back on Medicare Center. I think it just took them time to migrate everything um, over to this new uh, application that they're using for the call recording. So just wanted to make sure that you knew that was going on and be watching for that as you're on the Medicare Center over the weekend and especially into next week and the rest of AEP. Wellmark does have an updated scope of appointment. So if you're one of those uh, cats that just does Wellmark, <laughs> uh, this is you're going to want this scope of appointment. Again, I didn't attach it, but if you need it, it was out on the last blue briefing, and we'll have it at our office. Just give us a shout. We can send it to you. Um, but it does incorporate the prescription drug plans, Medicare Advantage plans with and without prescription drug. And I think that's the big difference because they are offering that, I think it's called Valor Plan. Uh, I don't know if that's the right one for Wellmark, but each of them, like Aetna and UHC, they offer their Eagle Plan, their Patriot Plan. I, I think Medic I think Blue Cross is his Valor. So uh, anyway, their scope is updated. We use a generic one. I think you guys know that. And if you don't have a generic scope of appointment, you can get that from us. Because how do you know what they're going to go with unless you're a, you sell blue only? That, that would be why, right? 
Okay. Um, and then another note here on Aetna Medicare supplements. So I just want to clarify it's Aetna Medicare supplement, not MedAdvantage. You'll notice here that starting September 23rd, so it's already happening on that application for a supplement, the Medicare beneficiary identifier is required. That MBI number is required. But I was reading on, so it, it, look at it says in bold, if you don't have the Medicare number at the time of submission for an open enrollment application, please leave the field blank. Like, okay, you just said it's required now. It's a required data entry field. Um, but I guess that is for the underwritten and guaranteed issue application. So when they're in their open enrollment, then if you don't have it, because a lot of times that does happen. So I just want, didn't want you to be confused there because I start I was when I first read it. <laughs> um, but no. So um, just know if you're just aging in. I know I just talked to a guy yesterday and he's like, I want my A and B. I haven't done it. And I go, well, when did you turn 65? He said in September. <laughs> he said, well, it's October. So he's. He's burning the daylight here, right, on his uh, initial enrollment period to get his B um, and not wait. So anyway, he he won't have his MBI, right? That That's a fact because um, when you want to enroll him. So anyway, that's the case there. Sounds like, Bill, as long as you get it uh, to them before claims are paid, then you're good to go. All right. All right. So let's hit the individual market because this might be our big talking point for today that Whoa, surprise, surprise. It just happened on Tuesday. And I swear, right, we were pretty convinced nothing was going to be done this year. They wanted to look at it. They were taking comments. This fixing the family glitch in the Affordable Care Act will impact the individual market and the group market like crazy. So whether you sell in one or the other, you need to tune in now, right? This is so important. And by the way, if you're an agent that doesn't write ACA plans, I think you need to write them. Like I've been saying this for years now, and if you don't write them, then partner with somebody who does, because this is ridiculous. And and honestly, you guys, what's going to happen here? I don't know. Brenda and I are concerned that we can handle all the volume you might send to us. I, I'm just saying. So so think about getting appointed and um, contracted, certified, etc. It's not hard. We'll walk you through it. At, I will help you get the health Sherpa thing. You guys, this is, this is going to go crazy. I think this is going to keep Brenda and I up at night now wondering how this is going to be. And we really won't start to see the impact until y'all start renewing your groups and start looking at, well, and that, until they start learning, they can come off the spouse and kiddos can come off and get their own policy and get a subsidy. So, okay, so let's let's look at here. Look, starting November 1st, that's when open. So, so we don't have a whole lot of time to communicate this, and then we'll start to do quotes, obviously, November 1st. By the way, I was out there on the portal. You can see plans and rates right now. So, so it, it, you can start looking. Obviously, you can't enroll anybody until November 1st for a Jan 1. But I wanted to share a couple other comments because this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. Now I will, okay, I'll talk about the, okay, I'll, I got another comment at the end that I'm like, okay, at least that isn't happening. They're not unwinding Medicaid at the same time. I'll talk about that at the end, but this one is that family glitch. So remember what it is, right? They used to say, okay, if you're offered coverage on that group plan and the employee is determined affordable and value, then it's determined that for the whole family and nobody else qualifies for a subsidy because you were offered group coverage. And we knew that that didn't make sense until now it's been fixed and rather rapidly. Okay, so here's, I just wanna say this, 
The final rule clarifies, okay, that the affordability test for family members is to be based on the cost of family coverage rather than employee-only coverage. So get this, you guys. So here's what it's saying. Job-based coverage is considered affordable for family members if the portion, I apologize, I'm reading this to you, but I'm reading this to you for a reason because I want we want to get this right. Listen to this. It's affordable for the family members if the portion of the annual premium that an employee must pay for family coverage, i.e. the employer's required contribution towards family coverage, is less than 9.61% of household income. Now, that's the 2022 number. I'm not sure that I that I I didn't I forgot to look up to see if we had the 2023 number yet, but I'm going to use and they use the 2022 number in their calculations for now. So so this is now think about this. If there's an employer that pays nothing toward family coverage, right, toward that spouse and those kiddos, generally speaking, I mean, that should be a no brainer. If they are contributing something, then you've got to sit and do the math. And now we've got to take a look at what they are paying. And is that 9.61% is that more than what they should have to pay? So it, they should not pay more than 9.61%. Now remember, this number is different than for when we use for individuals to determine their subsidy level. So this is on a group. Is this is this considered um, uh, not only... Uh, not only quality, as they say, we, that's the, the is the are the benefits good enough, but um, but value, right? Is the is the cost, right? Is the cost in line? And then notice, here's the marketplace will assess whether. Now get this, this is another little complication. Is has the does the employee have an offer of affordable employee only coverage that they're going to look at? Generally speaking, that's the true case. The employee has affordable coverage. Otherwise, remember, if you're an ALE, affordable or excuse me, applicable large employer, um, you're going to have a penalty, right? If you're 50 plus F, uh, FTEs. So anyway, does the employee have an offer of affordable employee only coverage? Um, now, if it's small group, the, the employer doesn't care. If it's a small group under 50, there's no penalty, right? So that's how you have to determine: is it affordable for the employee? The family members, do they have an offer of affordable coverage? And or are any of those family members, do they have an offer of affordable coverage from another employer? So these are the things then that, of course, the marketplace is going to want to know about. Um, so we haven't I haven't yet seen and because and, we can't apply yet. Right. To see if there's going to be an extra set of questions in there. And most likely there will be to try to get at this issue to make sure that people aren't getting coverage that shouldn't get coverage. But the ones that should are. Last but not least, here's another interesting part, and some of this has yet to be determined because, thank you, they just did this within less than a month of us take going live. Thank you very much. But listen to this now. For those enrolled in cafeteria plans, so what if you've got somebody that's a 3-1 effective date? Their plan year is 3-1. They're enrolled in a cafeteria plan. The IRS issued a new notice to clarify that those employees, spouses, and dependents can discontinue their employer coverage during a plan year and enroll in a subsidized marketplace coverage. Check it out. It says, right, that it gets them a special enrollment period. Now, the new notice applies to elections that are effective on or after January 1st, 2023. So we're looking now at 1-1 and beyond. 
for those groups, right? This will enable those employers to revoke coverage in a cafeteria plan beginning in 2023. Now, the last comment there, check it out. The final rule does not revise the affordability rules for ICRAs. So when you start talking about QSERAs and ICRAs, and, and I'm telling you guys, we don't have all the answers yet. So they're saying future guidance on ICRAs is forthcoming. But I will say this. Remember, if an employer is offering an ICRA, they can't get a subsidy. So they have to opt in or opt out of getting the ICRA because that's an employer giving them money. And they have affordability tests to see if it's affordable. So anyway, there'll be some more guidance on that, but that was a lot. Um, I'm gonna pause really quick right here on this slide. And I'm, I see that we've got a question and I'm, whoops, and I'm gonna see if this question um, has to do with um, what we're doing. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna look here, Inflation Reduction Act covered insulins. Can we get lists of the covered insulins for each MAPD or PDP? Um, okay, that's a great question. Obviously, it's going to be unique to each formulary within each carrier. So I know right now we don't have a list by carrier of the insulins, but I, I certainly think if we download the carrier formulary like PDF and looked under an insulin category, if they have that, we might be able to find that. Um, I'll just put that out there to see if um, anybody on our team has seen that or has, has access to anything like that. That's Jeff Mark, by the way, asking that question of if I could have somebody just take a note of that. Um, Julie, Erica, just jot that down and see if we can figure that out for Jeff. And then is Hy-Vee in network for Humana MAPD um, in terms of the pharmacy, right? Uh, Medicare.gov seems to think Hy-Vee is no longer in network. Okay, that's another one we need to check out. So is Hy-V in network for Humana MAPD plans? Okay, I'm moving on here to the, um, Jen says that 9.12% for 2023 is the affordability percentage. Thanks for that, Jen. So that has gone down then, correct? Because didn't I just say it was 9.61? So um, uh, thanks for that update. And um, yeah, and then affordability is the 9.61% of the household uh, adjusted gross income. Yes. Yes, it is. It's household income, Scott. So yes, good question on that. Uh, another comment or question here. How on earth are employers going to be able to verify household income for all of their employees? Do you think that employees are going to want to provide their employers a copy of their tax returns? Yeah. I mean, this is a good question, Marcy. And I, I tend to think that um, the employer's responsibility, right, is reporting whether they've offered coverage or not. So that's why Health Sherpa is the one that's going to be collecting that information and validating that. So that's, yeah, I, more to come, right? Can, can I just say that? And I apologize that I don't have all the answers right now, but, but more to come. So I, I thought, yeah, I just would pause and get to those questions here uh, before I moved on. Okay, um, continuing on then, looking at the ACA open enrollment period. So it did get extended, you guys, and this just was announced also this week. So yes, it starts November 1st, but we do have until January 15th. I verified that because it's listed. We are part of, remember, the federally facilitated marketplace. And so I looked at the list. Iowa is in that list and we do have it extended until January 15th. When other states are on their state-based exchanges, they can make their own rules. Um, this is federal, and federal said it's extended through January 15th. So obviously then that would be effective dates of either January 1 
or February 1, depending on when you actually uh, do that enrollment. So, so that gives us a little extra time. Um, but remember, if you don't move somebody until January 14th or 15th, and their effective date is February 1, they're actually going to be in that old plan that they're currently in for a month. Uh, and that could be weird, too, if there's deductibles met or anything happens health-wise in January. So I know it gives us a little help there, but maybe it's really for a lot of those new folks that don't have any coverage, they can get coverage if they haven't had anything. So, okay. And then marketplace training, uh, just another reminder, it's it's easy. Um, there's the link. It's that CMS portal. Um, and it is available for all all of us. So, so check it out. And and then your name will be out there, you guys. And this could be the time that you finally say, geez, Lynn, you've been beating me over the head about this for years. I'm finally going to get certified and do this because there's going to be demand. And you guys, don't forget, there's a find an agent link in healthcare.gov. So when people start going out there, you know there's going to be ads. There's going to be more public service announcements probably about this. And so if you want your name out there, you get certified, people will find you. And there's an opportunity for leads. Um, okay. Uh, also, the plan comparison guide now is available. Again, I didn't have room to attach it, but that's what it looks like. Uh, remember the cute little puppy dog on there with the family? <laughs> uh, and it says 2023 and it says Iowa. So a little different also than the South Dakota guide so we can differentiate. Uh, and then Wellmark Marketplace Renewal List. So um, as you know, what KHI does is try to provide, we, we make it for ourselves, but then we want to provide it to you and give you access to tools so you don't have to um, reinvent the wheel every time. But Wellmark's renewal lists have been sent out. Um, we have your clients. You should have your clients, but we have them too. So, um, And maybe Julie or Erica or somebody can confirm while we're on the call here or type into the uh, question box. Um, I believe we sent that, those out to you guys. Um, so when you try to reach out to all of your folks, how are you getting their updated information? And with as crazy as it's going to be, can you maybe, can we maybe do something similar to what we do with our Medicare folks and send them a letter with maybe a form that they can update and get us their income? <laughs> and is there anybody else that's on their plan or off their plan so that we can start to run those reviews and find out what their actual uh, costs will be? Um, notice there on my second bullet that Wellmark, they'll send out that a premium letter, but it isn't always correct. I mean, their premiums could be off because it's based on last year's income and tax table. So I guess we just want to caution, right, anybody to just lean on what Wellmark sent out for those for their clients. So we've attached for you a sample marketplace annual review form. You may want to use it. You don't have to if you want to Put your logo on there. Just get Kaylee can help you if that's a, a, a non-editable form, if it's a PDF. We can help you get your logo on there. And uh, and you can maybe email this out to your clients and say, update this, make it a fillable PDF and, and email it back to me so you can begin the review as soon as possible. Okay. So there was the annual review form and then the sample letter that we attached in the handout section for you. Okay. Craziness, craziness this time of year for sure. Okay, individual market. So there is a new ACA carrier in Iowa. The company is called CareSource. Um, thank you. Many of you got uh, got solicited by, by GBL. <laughs> I know I did. I don't think they scrubbed their list very good because I think <laughs> Brenda and I got, got the mailer. 
Uh, many of you got it as well. I want to tell you that they are contracted through one of their sister companies. So it isn't GBL that got contracted here in Little Four County, Iowa. I went on CareSource's website, you guys. I am trying to get somebody to to let me know, can we contract? Like, will you please call me back? I went to their website, you guys. Iowa is not even listed as a state that they are contracted with. So as you notice, I mean, this is all quite new information because obviously if they submitted their information, um, it just came out. I think that solicitation from GBL came out um, within the last couple weeks, all right? And so in because they have a relationship with one of their sister companies, because they're owned by a massive company out of Michigan, um, they've got access to this. And so they're trying to get you to come to them and get access to this company. So I'm evaluating, we're looking, let me just say, I'm trying to find out if we can even get contracted this year. We haven't seen their rates. We don't really know much about them. They're coming to the party. I This is late. Why, why weren't they <laughs> announcing this earlier in the year, right? And we could have had them, um, heck, they could have been at our symposium uh, for health underwriters. Darn it. And then I did notice the only thing I could find in the news um, besides finding them on on Health Sherpa, that uh, actually they're not even on Health Sherpa yet. By the way, they're not even out there yet. <laughs> um, but I did find out through a, a, an announcement that they're serving these four counties. Um, but they also issued a press release just like just a week and a half ago um, that they're launching opportunity an opportunity investment fund to support uh, care and like healthcare initiatives here in Iowa. And they're partnering with uh, a venture capitalist company is what it looks at, ISA Ventures, who will manage this fund. So so they're making a, a launch in Iowa for sure. And and so more to come on it is all I can tell you. And I know, Tracy, I know you you want to know now. And I I just am learning about them. I'm struggling to try. I was on their website trying to find. I just got an email finally sent to them to figure out who would you even consider us? Can you, would you contract and have a relationship with us here in Iowa? So more to come on that. I will keep you guys posted. As I said, they're not even loaded on Health Sherpa yet. So um, if you start to see them and especially get me your feedback, like Lynn, 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 these plans are phenomenal and their rates are coming in the best, um, then we'll need to figure this out. So, okay, more to come on that. Here's our Iowa employment. This this is the same as last month because we're we're early enough in October. I don't have September's numbers yet, but I will tell you that we're we were um, up slightly. We are at 2.5% in July, and we're up to 2.6% unemployment now in August. But it's still so low, you guys. National average, as you can see, there is 3.7%. So they ticked up as well a couple points. Uh, this is the thing I like to show you guys. This is updated through August. Last month I had July. They did not have this updated for me uh, on our last webinar. So this is now at least hand in hand with uh, the August numbers from the prior slide. But take a look again. Some of these have ticked up slightly, uh, but many of them are holding strong. And, and again, I like you to zoom in on your counties that you serve to really get a handle on where unemployment's at in your area. Holy cow. I mean, look at, looks like Adair and Lyon might be the two lowest at 1.8, along with Sioux County. So check it out. I mean, again, all this does, you guys, is strengthens our message on why a benefits package is so important, along with how much they pay their people. No question about it. Um, but it's a, a comprehensive package for sure. 
Okay, so ending here on federal news that the U.S. extends the COVID-19 public health emergency. So it literally was announced on October 13th, that was yesterday, that the um, Health and Human Services Secretary, uh, Xavier Becerra, announced it. It's extended for another 90 days. Now, you know, Brenda and I were just chatting right before this call, and it's like, well, how did that family glitch get fixed? And 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 I said, yeah. And the public health emergency just got extended again with for COVID. And I just it, call me cynical, but I think it has to do with with politics. And it's somewhat frustrating because it so impacts our our lives and the lives of our clients. Um, and some of it's good, and some of it's not good, right? I mean. I think the, this extension, remember, this is now going to cause Medicaid to not unwind for another 90 days, which actually for us is good and actually for the clients is good because this would be an influx of another how many thousands, thousands here in Iowa that might come off Medicaid and need individual coverage. Again, here's another driver um, for why you should sell ACA plans. And I'll tell you guys, as long as the Biden administration is in office, they're doubling down on ACA. They're only making it stronger. So, um, okay, so just know that. And then I guess looking at why did they fix the family glitch? Well, they fixed it because we have midterm elections coming up, right? I mean, again, I know I'm probably a little cynical, but it bodes well. People are looking to save money. Now, the burden is now on us to be able to help them and navigate this in a really short period of time. So there, I just spit it out there. Whew! And I think that's all I have. Spooky, October, okay. And Halloween and something lighter than what we just covered. <laughs> all right, let me get to comments and questions here. Uh, find my mouse. in here. All right. So let's get to, um, and Brenda, thank you, Brenda. We did verify that Hy-Vee is not a preferred pharmacy with Humana MAPD plans. Looks like Medicap is though. Okay. Thanks for that answer for Jeff, uh, Brenda, and for all our agents. Okay. Let me grab onto a couple more questions here. Um, okay. Does the under 65 market offer insulin for $35? The answer is no. This was a Medicare only um, uh, change in law, Medicare only uh, under the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, next question, does the eligibility for ICRA completely disqualify an individual from a healthcare.gov subsidy or does it simply offset the subsidy dollar for dollar based upon the ICRA funding? So if somebody, if, if somebody is offered or they're eligible for ICRA, they have to uh, deny it, right? So then they can, they can get a subsidy. If they accept the ICRA, they cannot get the subsidy. So it's, now that I'll, I'll just, I'll say, I know Cassandra's on the call as well. And if you want to um, unmute yourself, Cassandra, and chime in on that, yeah, it's also based on affordability. So if the employer is offering an affordable amount to the employees or through an ICRA, then they are not eligible for a subsidy. It works very similar to group health care. Your employer is offering you an affordable group health care plan, you're, you're not eligible for a subsidy. It works the same way with an ICRA. 
Excellent. Thank you for that, Cassandra. It, so it is that affordability factor that plays in on the ICRA, because remember, it really is considered, right, a, a, a group-offered plan, right? Okay. All right. Thanks for that. Um, let's see. Does the small family glitch apply to small group as well or just large group? No, this family glitch, this applies, this applies to anybody. <laughs> it, and the reason I say that is because, remember, if I'm offered affordable coverage, affordable and, and quality coverage, right, um, then I am not eligible for a subsidy on the marketplace. But if I am, whether it's small group, large group, fully insured, self-funded, it doesn't matter. If I'm offered employer group coverage as the employee or the spouse, and it's not affordable, I can get a subsidy. Okay, let me keep going here. We've got some more questions coming in. Uh, employer penalty for non-affordable coverage, medium-sized groups, is that employee only or family? So the employer penalty for non-affordable coverage, that is for employee only. Employee only. It's not for, if so, so if it's not affordable for a family, but it is affordable for the employee, the employer is okay. There will be no penalty to the employer as long as the employee is considered affordable. Uh, let's see. And Melissa, you said it works. I'm not sure what that is, but I'll, you can clarify if you want. Maybe I'll get down to that clarification. Uh, okay. For a family where dad is covered by his employer. Okay. So a family where dad is covered by his employer and mom is covered under her group plan. The household income is great enough where they won't be eligible for CHIP and do not meet the affordability test to add the children to the group. Um, then will the children be eligible for tax credits on the marketplace? And I'm, I think they will. I think they will. So, <laughs> so that's a great question. So income is great enough where they won't be eligible for CHIP and do not meet the affordability test to add the children to the group. Lynn, this is Brenda. I know, like Allison and I and Nikki, we were talking about that. So if the mom is eligible and hers is affordable and the dad is eligible and his is affordable, we didn't think that the kids would be eligible for a subsidy, but I don't know, more to, more to come. Health Underwriters does have a webinar coming up on the 20th that we're going to log into and listen. So maybe oh, they'll clarify wonderful. some of that for us. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, oh, that's a great question, Frank. Um, but yeah, let's, Stay tuned on that, I guess. And I think um, I, I didn't have that uh, webinar on the 20th down, so I apologize I didn't promote that today. So that is a health underwriters. Uh, is that national or is that our state? National. It just came out this morning, Lynn. Okay. Thank you. It was just sent out this morning. Okay. Awesome. So if you guys, if you're members of health underwriters, you'll you'll get it. You'll get that announcement. If you're not, um, we'll certainly listen to it and we'll have more clarification for you. Um, either we can push out if it's that critical or we'll have it at our next monthly market update. How's that? Okay, the division might have some contacts at CareSource. Who knows? Um, yeah, yep, yeah, no, I'm sure they would, Trace. Um, yeah. Uh, so hopefully I can get, I can make some headway there. But I just found it so curious. You guys go out to their website. Our state is not even out there. They're not even... And maybe they're waiting to announce that until November 1st. 
But with Health Surplus having all the other plans out there for 2023 are already out there, I found it strange that their website doesn't say anything. There wasn't even a press release. The only press release I found was that investment fund that they just gave $2 million to or something. And I don't see anything about about plans in Iowa. And, and yeah, so uh, let's see. And Jen says, and Sioux County is a growing rural county. <laughs> all right. And uh, all right, let's see. And then Tracy, good job. You're funny. The family glitch is going to help one of my client clients' families. Awesome. Okay, thank you, Melissa. It works. Her comment about it works. It, you guys, it really will help a lot of people for sure. And then it looks like Jeff found something under Kentucky and then Iowa. So it's CareSource slash Kentucky slash Iowa. Thank you for that, Jeff. I'm going to do a copy paste uh, right now and I'll take a look at that later. Um, so hopefully, and I did send an email to their broker support area. So hopefully I'll hear back from somebody. Um, okay. Oh my goodness. That is all the questions that we have right now. And it's, um, we're a little shy, but I have to do, okay, here's my question for the day. You guys know I have to do my question for the day. So here it is. Why was the jack-o'-lantern scared? Why was the jack-o'-lantern scared? So type in your answer. Um, and I'm laughing about this to myself because um, I don't know if it's just a Des Moines thing, but when I moved here, the kids have to tell a joke. Um, and and so that, I just thought that was kind of a silly joke. So why was the jack-o'-lantern scared? Yeah. Okay. You can think about that one and nobody's responding. So I'll have to tell you maybe. But Brenda says, hey, Lynn, you might want to mention about Wellmark MAPD seminars. Oh, boy. Okay. While you guys are typing any anything in, um, let me mention this, um, that we have been seeing. And actually, <laughs> I think one of our employees' moms, right, mom and dad, got the invite to come to a Wellmark MAPD seminar. And I was like, huh, what? <laughs> um, and so we're like, hmm, is this? is this an agent sponsoring this? So it's just, you know, well-marked material like we can get on their marketing toolkit. And it appears we have a call into Marty, but to me, it, I read it. It appears that it's Wellmark sponsoring these events and they're saying they'll have applications and and licensed agents on hand to help. And, they, and then it says there's a gift card and like, what? And so are they, are you marketing against us out in our communities? They're doing one in Fort Dodge. They're in our backyard. I mean, what other backyards are they going into? So more information to come. So if you get that, hang on. We are aware of it, but maybe let us know you got it in this area. One of your clients got it. So they're targeting, you know, if Roger, if it happens down in Osceola, I mean, let us know or Atumwa or any of you guys in your communities, let us know if your clients bring that to you and, and, and whatnot. So. Um, let's see. And also about the $2,000 max for Part B in 2025, because that's a big deal. Yeah, that's down the road. I've been reporting on that, of course. Um, you guys know in the Inflation Reduction Act, it, it doesn't go into effect until 2025, but um, but that their out-of-pocket costs will be maxed at, will be capped rather at $2,000, not till 2025. So we've got some, a couple years to go on that, but yep, that's coming. All right. Let me see what your what your answers are. And so we do. Um, the first one was, <laughs> oh, you guys did a great job. I had a lot of you. Um, okay, the first one is, um, it's Maddie Taffer. And Maddie says, he had no guts. <laughs> and then right away, it was Marcy. So we're going to give out two cards today, two gift cards, Kayla, if you're on, to Maddie Taffer and Marcy Strauss, because he had no guts. 
And I have to laugh because he had no guts. And then I think Nicole said, uh, Nicole has, I think I remember them marketing their MAPD seminars at the state fair at their booth. Okay. And then, yeah, Frank, you were right. No guts. Chris, Jeff, no guts. Oh, I love it. You guys are the best. You, I just, you got to have a little bit of fun, right? It had, it's true, you guys. No guts. No guts. All right. Well, I don't see anything else coming in. Um, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for being our fantastic agents. And don't forget to stop and take a deep breath. Maybe have a piece of candy. Uh, maybe enjoy a Halloween night with your kids or grandkids. And um, stay safe and know that we love you guys. And reach out to any of us if you have any questions. All right. Have a great day and a great weekend. Bye-bye.